friends, I'm Leona Evans, co-host of the Get Off Your Affirmation podcast. Coming right up is episode two with my special guest, Father Leo Booth. Now, this comes from our archives. It comes from a radio program called Positive Living that I did more than 20 years ago. And so the content is timeless. The sound is a little iffy, but I think you can understand it very well. If you haven't tuned in to episode one, please do. Father Leo Booth is an individual who is entertaining and profound all at once. I never tire of listening to him. Father Leo, I am looking at page 252 of your book. Yes. And it is about dealing with fears of disease. And I I took a look at this um, and I saw the words in my lifetime, the big C is the scariest thing on the planet before AIDS came along. And the word cancer seems to bring out a certain fear in so many of us. And, And you face that. You deal with it. And and here is an affirmation at the end of this section. Lord, I have found a safe place where I can talk about my fear concerning cancer, and I am being healed, healed of my ignorance. Can exactly. you, uh, yeah, can you elaborate on that? I'm so glad that, uh, that that resonated with you because um, AIDS, cancer, really, whatever the sickness may be, uh, to me, there's a real sense in which we need to face it and embrace it. Mm-hmm. I think that, and uh, Louise Hay talks a little bit about this too, when she says we need to make the disease our friend. Mm-hmm. And if we can do that and bring a kind of loving, healing energy to that part of our bodies that is uh, suffering or sick, then I believe we open ourselves up to the energy of miracle and healing. And I think that if we choose not to face whatever's going on in our life, we run the risk then of not being able to release that healing energy. So it's in our interest to face what's really going on. That is living truth. Yes, and I can relate to that because uh, just uh, close to three years ago, uh, I was told once again by my doctor that I needed to have a breast biopsy, and I had had two before in my life, and fortunately they were benign, and my first thought was, gee, how long will my luck hold out? Um, I I started, you know, although I knew all of the spiritual tools, I broke out into a cold sweat. And at first I thought, okay, you know, the childish ways of bargaining with God, God, this can't be happening because I just adopted a new baby and, and he needs me. And then I thought, no, no, it it actually can happen. I know mothers of young children who have, you know, yes. who have been diagnosed, and 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 I thought, oh my God, what am I going to do? And so, in between the time of the uh, uh, recommendation for the biopsy and the biopsy itself, I went through an entire process and finally ended up with the realization that. Even if I had it, I was not going to die from it. Matthew right. was in my life. It was a whole new beginning. I was simply going to live with it. Right. And the the bottom line was it was diagnosed, you know, once again as benign. And I was so grateful. But I was grateful for the experience right. of deciding that I was going to have to live with it. And also, the, the interesting thing too, Leona, is that you were willing to let go of the fears that you had 
and probably were raised with yes. concerning this uh, this big C. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that the letting go process, even when I talk about racism, when I talk about homophobia, when I talk about sexism, I think that the spiritual leaders today have to be willing to let go of some of the old paradigms we had and attitudes we had and really move for a much more global understanding of respect for people of different cultures and different religions. Let's let go of so much of the racism that divides this country. Yes, and um, when we do let go, what I'm hearing you say in this book and what what I've experienced myself is first we have to accept the fact that we have a problem, that we have a prejudice, that we have a fear. And very often, those of us, you know, who profess to live a, a fully spiritual life, we believe that we don't have those prejudices. Yeah, and I think you're right to say that, you know, for the listeners, that uh, many of us have been raised, even in religious homes, with a lot of uh, prejudices and unhealthy attitudes towards people who are different. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is um, it is very difficult. It, ha- it was very difficult in in years past for me. You know, when I was in my early twenties or my late teens, to encounter people who had s- actually would say to me, "Oh my gosh, I I never met a Jew." Yeah, you know, and um, my thought was, and and now, you know, am I accepted as? Yes. one of the crowd or what yeah. i mean what does that mean yeah. uh and so just being able to say i don't have prejudice only because we haven't been confronted with an opportunity to take a look at it exactly. you know doesn't mean that we're healed of it exactly so i think that as spiritual leaders you and i constantly have to go to that place of namaste whereby we really celebrate within the other person the God image that is truly there. Will, will you talk about um, uh, homophobia among spiritual people and how difficult it is to to live with a God who apparently is so judgmental? Exactly. I'm so glad you gave me the opportunity to touch on homophobia. Of course, what I'm saying about homophobia is also true with regard to uh, sexism and racism. But... Um, I was fortunate in my education in England to realize that um, what many people believe to be God's condemnation, for example, even in Sodom and Gomorrah, the story, is not about homosexuality. It's about, if any judgment is there, it's about inhospitality. And also, when St. Paul talks about, um, in a condemning way, uh, homosexuality. Again, he's not talking about a love relationship between two people of the same sex. He's condemning what he sees as temple prostitution. Now, the reason I'm saying this is, for very, very many years, people have been ostracized, condemned, in some cases put to death. Uh, for a sin that is not clear at all to be the sin that people think it is. 
And I'm very much of the opinion that where there is love between two people, male, female, 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 male, male, where there is genuine love, genuine caring, then God is present because God is love. And, and uh, I think I have to do a lot more to educate people to understand that homosexuality in its true form is not a sin even in the Bible. Uh, I I really appreciate how uh, articulate you are on this subject, and it's it's a, just a tremendous blessing, I think, for a lot of people. Could you elaborate just a little bit about the Sodom and Gomorrah issue being one of inhospitableness, inhospitality? Yeah, 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 in, yeah inhospitality. Uh, I'll tell you why, because if you notice, uh, when the God sends the angels to Lot and his family, um, the people of Sodom and Gomorrah come to the house, and they demand uh, to, because they don't know they're angels, they think they're strangers. Mm-hmm. And they think, and they demand to have the strangers sent out to them, and here's the key word, so that they could know them. Yes. And the knowing there seems to be of a sexual kind. Mm-hmm. The issue, though, is Lot, and this is not, by the way, to, to, to Lot uh, credit, Lot says to the people of the village, Please don't take the two uh, strangers here that are with me. I will offer you my daughters, and you can do whatever you like with them. Yes. Now, first of all, that's a terrible thing for a father to do. Mm -hmm. But secondly, it's obviously clear that they're not homosexuals. Otherwise, you wouldn't be offering the daughters. Yes, what, what is that about? Well, I tell you what it's about. It's about the fact that these people of the village are inhospitable to strangers and are no more than sexual rapists. Well, between you and I, um, I'm a great supporter of people who are gay, but I'm not somebody who wants to support rapists. Of course. Scotland Gomorrah is really far more about inhospitality and violent rape than it is about homosexuality. But many people, you see, don't know this and, and unfortunately, a lot of TV evangelists tend to feed on the misnotion that Sodom and Gomorrah is about homosexuals. I think that is about as enlightening and powerful uh, an interpretation as I've ever heard, and I really, really appreciate that very much. Um, and so we get an opportunity to become enlightened. We get an opportunity to learn how to embrace fears, uh, self-blame, blame of others. And again, uh, what your what your philosophy is all about, taking responsibility for how exactly. we think and how we feel. Exactly. And I'm so glad you touched on the fact that um, knowledge and wisdom and education are the keys to freedom. And unfortunately, if people are religiously or socially ignorant, they will always, I think, be close to that shadow side, which is prejudice and victimization. So, um, you know, when I come to do the workshop and when I write and speak about the wisdom of letting go, I want you to know that I'm mainly concerned about educating people to a true understanding of God's activity in this world and how we can co-create 
without loving God. Indeed, and and living that life is um, also included in the way we understand and embrace the concept that we call death. And you have a section on that too. Um, on page three thirty, you say, "How I die is as important as how I tried to live. I want sure. a good death. I want to let go with style." Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I was always a great admirer of Noel Coward, mm-hmm. and I know you, you, you're familiar with his work and his songs. Oh, yeah. But Noel Coward, in, in one of his books, said, spirituality is really a matter of style. <laughs> and I kind of like that kind of witty little remark. Yes, but yes. style is important, because I think Jesus had great style, and I think that is why so many people were attracted to his teachings. Well, I'll tell you, I know someone uh, who passed on uh, about three weeks ago, uh, and I understand what this means. I wanted, I want to let go with style. These words mean much more to me now that I have seen uh, this young man by the name of Mike Kiefer pass away because he passed in style with such courage and such dignity that people around him will carry that memory. I will carry that memory whenever I start to whine, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that is, a, that, that is a, a, a way to keep on living, exactly. is to infuse people around us with that memory of courage. So uh, this is great. Uh, you say here on page 331, I know my death will reflect my life. Hopefully I can take my life, my essential spirituality, beyond the grave into the next life. I've enjoyed being me. I wish my meanness to continue. Oh, That's my so God, cool. I love the way you read my writing. Oh. <laughs> I'm getting chills listening to you. I think you're brilliant. This is so, this is so wonderful. Uh, every, every page, there's a gem here. Um, but truly, truly, we are learning much more uh, that are, uh, we'll be able, you know, of course, we live in such denial about death, you know, that we're able to accept death much more if we really accept life. Exactly. And I think that the two are obviously very much connected. You cannot live without death, and death is a part of life. And, and, and the, you know, any aspect of denial, really, Leona, is, is, is a, an entrance into the shadow side. And I think that all of us, whilst we need to acknowledge our shadow side, we don't want to live there. Exactly. We need to acknowledge it in order to redeem it, to heal it, to exactly. to love it, to wholeness. Uh, just one more, because we're getting ready to, to leave yeah. now. I just, I'm so looking forward to seeing you. This time has just flown by. But on page 313, you say, God, I'm ready to embrace the next leg of my journey. But don't misunderstand me. I'm not eager. <laughs> one day at a time, I seek to live in gratitude. Thank you so much for listening to episode two of our archived broadcast of Father Leo Booth. He is an amazing individual. Please pick up some of his books. He's still working, still has that great sense of humor and the profound insight that has caused him to be a best-selling author for so many years. Friends, let's take some of his advice. Let's get off our affirmation and know that we can take responsibility for our own lives and that they can be beautiful. God bless you and have a wonderful week. You deserve it. 